Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever. As we roll into Holy Week, and indeed some of these will come out while we're in Holy Week, this is a special treat recorded to us. In 1975, Father James V. McKaminsky, S.J., the pastor at St. Xavier Church in Cincinnati, and the person who had recorded these talks on the seven last words of Christ, uh, passed the recorder on to a friend of my mother's, and she has the original recording, which is now digitized. And I think when you listen to Father Mick Kaminsky on the seven last words, you're going to love it. You will be touched. We're going to put these up one word at a time, the first word, then the second word, then the third word, and I'll try to space them out to make it into Holy Week, uh, but definitely by the time we get to Holy Thursday, all seven of them will be up so that you can listen to all seven, again, on Good Friday, if you wish. Enjoy now, Father James V. McKaminsky, S.J., Treore, The Seven Last Words of Christ. We come now to the shortest, and in some ways the strangest, of Christ's words from the cross. Although it stands in our language as two, in the original it is only one word. Up from the depths of the sacred heart, through parched lips, comes one awful word, Cecio, I thirst. Think of the physical prelude to this word. He's weak from the loss of blood. He's weary from carrying the cross, tortured by a burning fever. His eyes are inflamed. His lungs are scorched with every breath. Have you ever seen thirst in a hospital where a patient is not allowed even to touch his tongue to a piece of ice? You ever read of shipwrecked victims, nauseated, trying to slake their thirst with salt water? You ever seen skeletons on a desert, gaping mouths that died eating dry sand? But it wasn't physical thirst of Christ. He's the God-man. He's the God who threw the stars into their orbits and the spheres into space. He swung the earth like a trinket at his wrist. He's the God from whose fingertips tumbled planets and worlds. He might have said the sea is mine, and with it the streams and a thousand valleys and the cataracts and a thousand hills. He now asks man, Man, a piece of his own handiwork, God asks man to help him. He asks man for a drink. Not a drink of earthly water. A drink of love. He thirsts for love. 
Here is the suffering of God without man. We suddenly realize, and it's a terrifying thought in a way, we suddenly realize God needs us. He needs us to love. If we could realize how much God loves us, let us see if we can plumb the depths of that word and that emotion, love. Love means to give. God gave his power to nothingness and his light to darkness in creation. Love means to tell secrets to the beloved, and he gave us revelation. Love means to suffer for the beloved, and here he is on the cross. Love means to become one flesh with the beloved. He gave us the Eucharist. Love wishes to be forever and ever and ever united with the Beloved, and that's heaven. We need him. His thirst is for the selfish who need his unselfishness, for the unmortified who need his spirit of sacrifice, for those who want their Calvary with hands unscarred and white. They need the hands that are pierced and red. For those who would make life all pleasure, who need his example when he refused gall as an opiate. He thirsts for the worldly because they need his love of heaven. He thirsts for them because as long as they are bound up with the world, they cannot be in union with him, and love seeks union. The selfish, the unmortified, the worldly, let us consider that that thirst didn't end on Calvary. It has lasted down through the centuries. Two hundred years ago, three, three hundred years ago, in the chapel of the convent of visitation nuns in Paray-le-Monial in France, he appeared St. Margaret Mary Alacoque. And she tells us he took his heart, the symbol of love, out of his breast and said, look at this heart which has loved men so much and is loved so little in return. In the lifetime of many of us in this church at Fatima, the Blessed Mother said, The world must consecrate itself to my immaculate heart. What did she mean? God is thirsting for the world to imitate my pure love of him. He's thirsting for love. How do we react to that thirst? Do we realize that the unselfish Christ is thirsting for our unselfishness? Do we rather succumb to the fascination of creatures, 
Fearing lest if we have him, we can't have anything else. If we had the flame, we could forget the spark. If we had the great bright sun of his love, we could forget the flickering candle of a human heart. If we had the perfect circle of his happiness, we couldn't be satisfied with the broken ark of this earth. Why do we go on neglecting his cry, Cicio? Oh, good Jesus, our story is the sad story of refusing to return love for love. Why, when you cry out from the cross, I thirst for you, I thirst for your heart, I thirst for your love. Why do we offer you bitter gall You have been listening to a devotional episode of the Bellarmine Forum podcast on the seven last words of Christ, Treore, recording of Father James V. McKaminsky, S.J., in 1975 at St. Xavier Church in Cincinnati, Ohio. Production of this episode was underwritten by an anonymous donor that asks you to say your rosary daily. If you would like to underwrite production of the podcast, contact the forum using the contact form on the website bellamanforum.org or call us. This podcast is a production of the Bellarmine Forum, formerly known as the Wanderer Forum Foundation. Founded in 1965 on the heels of Vatican II as a faithful enclave of Catholic faith without all the progressive modernist confusion. Our producer sits at the right hand of the Father and will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead. Our executive director made all things visible and invisible. Our technical director is an unnamed angel assigned to us by the producer per show. The Bellarmine Forum is a non-profit public charity, and all donations are tax-deductible to the maximum extent permitted by law. Even if you don't have the funds to donate, say a Hail Mary. There's so many good things going on, and we see just the little things that we have, even on the website, touch lives all around the world. We have stories of parents who didn't realize that the catechism is unchanged and their children should learn about the sacraments. We have others that have put their whole family into the Marian Catechist program because they wanted to learn the faith. Those are all good things, and they come about through God using us to touch those people. And that happens through grace, and we get grace from prayer. So more important than the donations are the prayers. Keep continue to pray for the Bellarmine Forum. And hopefully you found this presentation of the seven last words of Christ as touching and bringing grace to you as we hope. This show is copyrighted by the Bellarmine Forum 2019 to the greater glory of God and the honor of his blessed mother.